111 to 98. Curry off a screen, takes a three foul by Beverly. It's up and good. He's going to the line. A chance for a four-point play. Dub Nation, you're listening to the Warriors post up with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Here comes Andrew Wiggins. He's got to put the headset on and uh, chat with us. There are so many things I want to talk to you about, Andrew. First of all, you can hear us, correct? Yeah, I can hear you. So, I got to ask you, what was it like when your name's called? You walk up and you get that ring. Tell us your thoughts. Man, it was an amazing feeling. You know, amazing feeling. Um, it felt like we were just won all over again. Um, but I was excited the whole day. You know, ready to, you know, get it all started. You know, and to get this, get this win, it, it makes it all feel better. I, and we have to congratulate you. We're so excited for you. You signed that extension. It's great that you're, you're calling the Bay Area home because we think you're a great fit here. Appreciate that. You know, I love being here. I love the fans. I love the city, the organization. You know, everyone involved, the Golden State Warriors. You know, it's, it's all been love since I got here. So I got nothing but love and appreciation for, you know, everyone here. So. Hey, Andrew, this is the first time you've had to do it. Talk about the transition from... The ring ceremony, everybody's high-fiving, you get the videos and everything, and then you got to transition into the game. What's that transition like, trying to say, okay, that was last year, we got to lock in and make sure we take care of this game? Oh, uh, yeah, we just got to lock in and, you know, try and do it all over again. You know, that, that's the main thing. You know, the ring ceremony is great, you know, for some people, once in a lifetime, you know, opportunity, you know, and we're chasing it again. What were the keys tonight against the Lakers? Oh, I'm just going there, you know, play our game, play Warriors basketball, you know, play together. Um, I'm working what we've been working on. Well, three big threes in the fourth quarter, Andrew. 20 points, he had six boards, four assists. And, you know, the only parting thing we can say to you is get cleaned up, go home, and stare at that ring. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Congratulations. Thanks, Wiggs. Warriors get the win, 123-109 over the Los Angeles Lakers on ring night. And, and let's, let's start with ring night. I'm Tim Roy along with Tom Tobert on this uh, post-game show with, you know, so much to talk about presented by State Farm. And, and Tom, it, it, again, I, I, it, the ring night, it's so special to get the banner up there. But, again, I go back to the overall number seven. You know, seven titles. That means they have more than the Bulls. Michael and the Bulls won six. And the Warriors have now won seven as a franchise, and, and only the Lakers and Celtics. And it just still blows me away that they're, they're in, you know, the, we're in the situation to see the Warriors be in that kind of territory. No, and not done. Yeah. That, that's the thing. I mean, they, they still could, you know, win a few more, and who knows how the young guys turn out. Look, it, like, we talked about it. It's been amazing. It really has. Nothing short. This was the... Clippers, the Nets, and the Warriors were pretty much the same team. Terrible. Terribly run. Whatever could go wrong would go wrong, and they were just fodder for the rest of the NBA. And it's not the case anymore. The Nets had a little bit of a a resurgence back, you know, the Jason Kidd uh, era, and now they're, they're pretty good now. Uh, the the Clippers are pretty good right now, and they've had a little bit of a, a resurgence here and there. But this team's won championships. I mean, multiple championships, four championships in this run. So it, it's just it's stunning. You have a two-time MVP and multiple All-Stars with him and Draymond and KD and uh, Clay. It's just been, it really has, it's been stunning to think about it. 
over over the last ten years, what they've been able to accomplish here. Um, yeah, anything about the Lakers, Celtics are the only ones ab- above them. Now they're way above them. I mean, they're way up there. Uh, I read one where I think two years ago, two or three years ago. The Lakers and the Celtics had won like half of the NBA championships. <laughs> it's like, wow, that puts it in perspective. That like, well, they've won thirty-four combined. So, yeah, and I don't know how many there are. Uh, how many well, NBA but championships? We, we just have celebrated been. the seventy-fifth year. So, so yeah, I mean, it, this was like, yeah, this was like four or five years ago okay. uh, that they had won like close to half the championships yeah. that had been given and out. Still thirty-four out of out of that. Yeah, I mean that's remarkable. that's amazing. Yeah. But right now. I mean, and, and look, it's for a much shorter period of time. The Celtics and Lakers did it for a long period of time. But, you know, Joe Lacob's talked about that. You know, he's talked about what Jerry Buss was able to do, the, what, 16 champion or 16 finals appearances in, like, 34 years, something like that. I don't know if I have the numbers correct, but that's that's the big picture Joe thinks of. You know, he thinks of, okay, what's next? We won last year, what's next? And then you worry about this year, and then what's next? And then what? what's next? Kind of an insatiable appetite for, like, winning. Let's keep doing it. Kind of like uh, Dr. Jerry Buss uh, had down with the Lakers. It was just like, we got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And the track they're on right now, I mean, that's, we're still, you know, we're talking 20 years away from, from that. But that's the type of vision he has. And I think it's, a, you know, it trickles down. When you have a big vision like that and you're smart enough to be able to implement a lot well, of it, and you hire the right people. This is what you can get. Well, oh, yeah, and you have Steph Curry. Yeah, that too. Um, you know the um, the other part about this too is that you know they had the the you know the foresight when things got rough and Durant was leaving to plan ahead, and and that really has set them up in this situation because you know in, in, instead of just letting him walk, they make the trade. You know, got a guy that they probably knew wasn't going to fit that well. You know. But um, they go ahead and make the trade, and uh, you end up with Wiggins and Kaminga out of that deal. Yeah. I mean, that's that to me is just that that's the kind of thinking that they have. You know, even you know, even going back to the Durant signing, they had the roster set up so they could do that. You know, remember they were they weren't they weren't you know under the cap right then. They, they had to let Harrison Barnes go. They had to trade Bogut. And if they, you know, accomplish those two things and not re-sign the guys coming back, they had the room to do that. And that was, you know, they thought ahead. Hey, what if, what if Kevin Durant wants to come to Golden State? How would we do that? And so that, that to me, means that they're always, always thinking, you know, a year or two down the road. And, uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm curious to see how this year goes. I'm excited about it because I think the young guys are going to, uh, I think they're going to be a lot better in April than they are right now. Yeah. So. Well, when they got D'Angelo Russell, they probably thought, let's see how this fits. Uh, we have that salary slot to use. And there's always the T-Wolves, right? Well, they knew they knew Minnesota was interested in him. I mean, he was in the helicopter. He was in the helicopter with the T-Wolves no, I know. front office. When the, Minnesota, the, I mean, look, at the end of all this, Minnesota may get a statue outside Chase Center. That's all I'm saying. There could be a statue out there. <laughs> well, one of Khan, at least. Steph Curry. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not, not the new regime. I actually think I, I, I'm a big fan of Finch, and I think, oh, yeah. I, I think they, I think they got the people in place and know and, what the heck they're doing now in Minnesota. Now we'll see if this whole thing works, but yeah, 
You know, I kid because I care. I know, I Not know really. that some people look at that. Oh, you traded your draft capital, but to me, if if you think you make a move and that's going to get you to the top or get you in contention for the for the championship, I have no problem with any team. You know, as you would say, take their chips and push them all. Push in. them all in. Yeah, I mean, because you know what, it, windows close. You know, Utah had the best record in the league two years ago. No, best record in the league. I know. I know. I mean, windows close quickly, and so you've got to take advantage of it. And the fact that you know we're we're looking at a franchise that has had an eight year, or actually you said ten year window, yeah. when they've been competitive and 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 uh, a threat uh, and championships. I mean that that's that's incredible. That doesn't come around too often. Well, draft capital doesn't mean anything unless you know what to do with it, right? right. That's all it is. It's draft capital and. Again, they're the most fascinating team in the NBA this year because they're going so far against the grain. It's going to be really interesting to see see what they do. But no, I mean, you just the crazy thing is is then the Warriors have been at this point for a while now, but it's still crazy to think about it. You just expect them to be good. Yeah, like you don't even get you don't even think much about it. Like when the Warriors were bad, as you know. You just, nah, they're going to be bad. They might beat some people occasionally, but nothing's really going to come with the season. With this team, you're just like, meh, they're going to probably lose some games they shouldn't, but they'll be there in the end. Like, anything other than Western Conference Finals for this team, I think, is a little bit of a failure. Uh, barring injuries, of course. You never know about right. injuries. But <laughs> Western Conference Finals, that wasn't even a pipe dream, you know, 12 years ago. Like, what? Western Conference Finals? Like, not a chance. Now it's just taken for granted. Oh, right. yeah. They'll be, yeah. No, they lost to who? Eh, who cares? They'll be there at the end of the season because they always, cause they just are. Because that's, that's who they are and that's what they've done. And they have earned your trust because they just keep delivering. They just keep doing it over and over and over again. Not for two years, not for three years, not for four years, but for like eight years now they've done it. So that that's the most stunning thing to me is not just that they've won the championships, that now they're just a given. We just take them for granted. Eh, they'll be there at the end of the season. And that, that, that used to be for the Lakers, used to be for the Celtics, used to be for the Spurs. The Pistons for a little bit of a, a little bit of time. The Heat when LeBron James was there, that was them. I mean, they're just these teams. These like super teams, but this is a super team. They're the superest team of all over the last eight years. And again, it's stunning for me to think. And no matter what happens, it doesn't matter because they're going to be there in the end, probably anyway. You know, and, and like the the Bulls. Of the of the nineties, the Bulls, of course, yes. Yeah, they they the Warriors have done this mostly by draft, as the Bulls did. You know, they they, mm-hmm. they you know they didn't draft Scottie Pippen, but they arranged a draft night trade for Scottie Pippen. They drafted Jordan, they drafted Grant, they they drafted a lot of their mm-hmm. pieces, and uh, the Warriors have done that. They they've most of their acquisitions have been draft or draft oriented. You know, you can make the case that, that well. You know, well, anyway, the, the, what I'm getting to is that they've done done it the you know the way that you want teams to try to do it because nobody likes it when a team just goes out and cherry picks everybody else's best players and throws them a lot of money. That just doesn't sit well. Well, except for the fans of that team. Yeah, yeah, except the, yeah, yeah. They don't care. They're like, hey, anyway, we'll we'll take it any way we can get it. Yeah, absolutely. But I know what you're saying is yeah. a fan base 
you love seeing the guys like baseball. You love seeing the guys come up to the minors, right? And there are guys, and they come up and they play well, and they're with your franchise for eight, nine, ten years. It's cool to, to or in to some s- cases, four or five years to see that. Well, the, well, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that team, <laughs> but I know what you're saying, uh, right? They uh, draft Raymond. I feel they bad draft for them, Clay. By the way. I do. I don't. Uh, yeah. You draft Clay. I feel bad for their fans. Anyway, yes, yeah. Uh, Clay, Draymond, Steph, uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, I mean, they, they, the whole roster darn near. Uh, and then you, like, go out and get some guys, right? You, you make a nice trade for Wiggins. KD decides to come for uh, for a couple years. But the infrastructure is in, in place. If you didn't draft well, you didn't do those things well, then why would they want to come here? They want to come here. That's your infrastructure. infrastructure. That's your backbone, the draft, and going out there and being smart about uh, the draft. So, yeah. I mean, I, and I will say this, too. The, the NBA needs to do something. I know the, the 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 luxury tax and the apron or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but. Uh, that, the, that, they got to come up with a better name than that. The apron. That doesn't sound. I think apron. I'm not thinking about a, a luxury tax structure. It's yeah. Be, like, how about a sham, like you put on your bed, like one of those things? Yeah, no, not a sham wow, are <laughs> Well, sham's, sham's breaking all yeah, the stories anyway. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, but you shouldn't have to pay a penalty if you draft well and do well. Exactly. I mean, if you do, if you go out and, like, bring in players or trade for them or free agents, yeah, I get that. But if you are really smart, really sharp, and you draft well and you develop well, and then all of a sudden those players turn into, let's say, a Jordan Poole who was drafted late in the first round. And then you get a number of those players. I mean, Draymond's making, he was drafted in the second round. And then you're looking at going, well, we're going to get penalized for doing our job well? That, that, that to me, is and that, that just the Warriors, any team that does that. They should yeah, be able absolutely. to, they should be able to have the fruits of their labor as long as they want to, without getting penalized. That, that bothers me a little bit. I mean, I get why they do it. I just don't agree with it. Yeah, I, I understand they want competitive balance, but yeah. I think. You, but, but I agree with you. I think you should reward teams for doing it the right way. And I think that's, um, you know, in the case of the Warriors, I think the, you know, I, I don't know. I think eventually we'll probably see some of that somewhere in the league at, in, in the in the bylaws, but I don't know if that's coming anytime soon. Yeah, and look, I, I don't know. You know what the right way or the right you got to win. It doesn't matter how you win. You got to win. Right. But when you do it that way, it's just, that's on you. That's not anybody else. That's you. That's not making a trade or getting a player from another team or a free agent choosing your team because you recruited him or he's friends with two of your players and you got that guy. That I get. But if you go out there and draft players, everybody else has a chance to draft. And you develop those players, and they become really good players because you have good coaches on your team. There's just something wrong. Well, There's just you know, something wrong with that. Case in point, you know, again, I don't want to hammer that home, but say if you're the New Orleans Pelicans and you get, um, say, when Anthony Davis is there, you can pay him the max, right? Uh-huh. But you, get, you, get, you don't get penalized the full max on your well, then maybe you can go get somebody to yep. come in, and now all of a sudden you're a better team. Yep. And now, you know, instead of being a first round and out, now you're going to the conference finals, and everybody says, "Hey, I want to play in New Orleans." Yep. You know, I mean, it's it's no. That's what I that's what I see with that. No, you're ab- absolutely right. Anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to Friday. Yeah, Denver, Denver, yeah. Denver's, You know, 
Denver's going to be, you know, be be good as long as again if they can keep Murray and, and Porter Jr. on the floor. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be good. And I think Jamal Murray's kind of like Clay Thompson. I think we won't see the real Jamal Murray uh, till maybe late in the season. So, Jokic is my favorite player to watch in the oh, NBA. Yeah. Oh yeah. He dices up the NBA, and he, he can't jump over a phone he, book. Yeah, he doesn't. He he's doesn't, the he least athletic guy in the NBA. There's no question about that. He's the least athletic guy in the NBA, and he kills dudes. He reminds me of Bird, uh, because Bird was, I don't know if he's the least athletic, but he was really athlete, unathletic. Uh, but Bird may be more athletic than Jokic. And you know, he just does it with skill and fundamentals. His footwork is fun to watch. His passing is uh, absurd. Outrageous. Absurd. I mean, that's just that might just be a God-given gift right there, the ability to see the defense and know what the player is going to do. But he could shoot inside. He could shoot outside. Uh, he rebounds. He just he is a he just he's my favorite player to watch because of how he does it. So many guys do incredible things, but a lot of them are similar. There's nobody like this guy. Yeah. There's nobody, nobody like this guy. He's uh, he's fun to watch. And, All right. don't, and don't make his brothers mad at you. Oh yeah, oh they're they're huge. <laughs> they're just as big as he is. Yeah. Be nice to those guys. Buy him a beer if you see him. All right, man. We'll see you here Friday. I look forward to it. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. We're, We're back. Nice job. We're back. We are back. The band's back here together. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night.